The day after the game and the day after a qualification. And, Paulie, the day after what sort of a celebration can you tell us? Yeah, good morning, fellas. Um, it was a pretty low-key celebration, to be honest. We had a little jet in the locker room afterwards because, um, obviously, everyone's mid-season. And so, you know, we're all sort of taking off in our own, um, own different directions today. So, um, you know, we just sort of gathered in the locker room and uh, and, and shared a beer together and, um, and sort of spoke about how cool it was to, to tick off that goal of qualifying and um, and, and start to look forward to. So, um, but for me personally, I was back to the hotel pretty quick. You know, I'm based in Melbourne now. My family's in Hawke's Bay. So, you know, family time before I jumped back on the plane in Wellington was um, was much more important. Nice. Hey, um, I mean, as you know, you, you mentioned they're ticking off the goal of making the World Cup. That's great. So what are the other things that you learnt uh, about your squad along the way? Oh, well, it was um, probably the, the the experience of of blooding new guys in the program. We've had 22 different players um, play for the Tall Blacks in in the five windows so far, and so just to be able to go through that process and um, continue to win games, obviously achieve our goal, but also to um, just continue to build the depth in our in our team and our program has, has just been a fantastic little uh, learning learning process to go through and. Um, you know, that, that's going to be really important come, you know, final selection time next year to, to the World Cup. It's going to be a tough one, yeah. uh, but it's going to be a good, good, tough decision to have. Well, is that because there may be guys that have been part of the qualifying campaign who you'll have to leave out if you can access oh, yeah. all of the best players? Yeah, exactly. You know, with, like I said, you know, 22 guys that have played in this um, qualification process and there's, you know, there's probably another, I don't know, maybe a handful of guys that that, that haven't actually played. Um, you know, obviously Steve Adams is a big one, but we've got, you know, guys like Sam Timmons and, um, uh, you know, a couple of others, um, Sam Wallenberg that are, that are playing their basketball in the States who, you know, in a year's time, another year's development in, in their programs over there, you know, they could be knocking on the door as well. So, um, like, like I say, it's, it's a good problem to have, but it's going to be a tough one. And so, in all likelihood, yeah. will you get all of the guys that you want to get? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think, I think um, you know, for me, experience and history is, has shown me that um, you, you always want your, your your very best team to go to a World Champs or an Olympic Games. And, and I remember having this conversation with the um, ex-coach, Nenad Vucinic, and, you know, he was the same, but uh, he said, you know, not once the other have, you know, on paper the best team available to, to go. So, and I think more, uh, I guess that's why it's so... Uh, important um, that we have had this experience of um, getting getting so many guys through and playing for New Zealand. Here it comes. You ready, Paulie? Here it comes. Stephen Adams, are, are you, is it more likely that you're going to get him or not get him? He's a lock, mate. Did you guys not hear? What's that? He's on! No, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is it, what, what do you think? More likely you do, more likely you don't? Oh, I'm probably um, none, none the wiser either way, to be honest. Um a uh, long way away to have that conversation, but have stayed in contact with him since I've got the job, really. So, um, obviously, we'll be doing everything we can to try and make it happen, but um, that, that decision will ultimately come down to, to how he's tracking physically and mentally at that time of year. So, can you tell us, because there'll be theories later on, so this is cool to get it from you. Is there a thing where, if you want to get him, does does New Zealand basketball have to pay some money to Oklahoma City Thunder as far as like um, insurance goes? Is Is that a real thing? Yeah, insurance is, is one of those things that's um, that's spoken about, but uh, probably not um, spoken about enough because in, in what FIBA have done now in, in all of this World Cup qualifying process and the World Cups and major tournaments is that they actually pay um, individual 
player insurance for, for all salaries. So um, anyone that gets injured um, while, while playing for, for the Tall Blacks is, is covered anyway. So uh, it's, it's one of the fantastic initiatives that um, FIB has taken on board. So when you're talking about a guy like Steve, but also Ty Webster and Isaac Fortu, who you haven't had um, mm. to play in these games, Paul, when it comes to their availability at this time, is it their own decision to either play or not, or are there constraints in and around whether they are allowed to be available? Um, good question. The, the, on this window, with Ty and, and Isaac in particular, um, obviously all the guys that are in the States are, are not available because um, the NBA and the NCAA don't conform with fever in, in terms of the competitions that um, that they have. So they're sort of off on their own on their own living. But um, the, the situation with um, both Isaac and Ty um, was was basically around player welfare from our point of view. Um, we, we couldn't afford to fly the business class to come down to Christchurch and Wellington and play. Obviously, Isaac's in Germany and, uh, and Ty's in Turkey right now. So, uh, And I think looking at um, Ty's draw, he wouldn't have arrived in Christchurch until Wednesday, the day before the game. And so putting that sort of stress and strain on the guys um, for a couple of games um, and not being able to have them comfortably fly all that way just didn't seem to make sense. You've got games in Jordan and Lebanon in February. Given the fact you've already qualified, will that dictate or does it change your, I guess, selection philosophy for this particular tour? Yeah, well, that was one of the things we spoke about in the locker room after the game yesterday was, um, you know, we, we've, we sat down a long time ago and, and as a team and as a group, we discussed what we wanted to achieve through this thing. And first one was to qualify. Second one was to finish as high as we can. So, um, I guess theoretically we could get a better drill for the World Cup. So you know, if we we have a shot at finishing, you know, the top one or two seeds coming out of um, seed coming out of Asia, um, that's our plan. So the message to the group is we'll be selecting our best available side for that February window, including Ty Webster and uh, and Isaac Fortu. Oh, nice. Uh, there we go. It's uh, Paul Hinnardi who's here with us uh, talking about the uh, the Tall Blacks, of course, have qualified already uh, for the uh, the World Cup next year. So, you know, there is a, you mentioned some of those younger names early on, um, like Sam Timmons is, is one that you mentioned, and uh, I guess over in the States as well. We've got like uh, Jack um, Salt, I think it is, in those as well. This is pretty cool because we've got, remember in the old days it used to be like, can we find our seven-footer? Good, we've got one. Uh, now you have got, uh, as a Tall Blacks coach, you must be one of the first who's got like a really big selection of guys that are over 16, 6'11", eh? Yeah, we've, we've, I mean, it's just amazing right now. Obviously, the, the, the two, I guess, regulars that we've had for a few years now, Rob Lowe and Alex Pledger, and um, last night we, um, you know, we, we got to see the um, the exciting capabilities of a 19-year-old Tyrell Harrison and what he can offer on the international stage. Obviously, Steve Adams, Sam Timmons, Jack Salt, it's... Uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of hype going around, and um, you know it's it's a fantastic place to be um, because yeah, as we all know, you know in basketball, it's, um, it definitely helps to be a large human. How are things going in Melbourne for you? Mm. Melbourne's great. It's uh, it's a really awesome club. You know, really professional, and I really enjoy working with Dino, obviously with the history that we have. So um, no, nah, it's it's been really cool and. And good timing just to sort of get back in the saddle and, and be around a high-performance environment right before um, coming back for the Tall Blacks. Well, it's always nice to talk yeah. to you, Paulie. Appreciate your time on Radio Sport this morning and congratulations on the big win yesterday. Appreciate it, boys. Thank you, eh?